Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Every heartbeat's true for the red and the blue As we sing the song to you What are we saying? Red Legs Radio for climate, air conditioning and Paradise Motors Mazda. Good evening to the Norwood faithful and welcome back to Red Legs Radio. Thanks to our friends at Paradise Motors Mazda and also our friends at Climate Air and Solar. The climate air is certainly on in here. Mm. Nice and warm in the studio on this cold, wintry Thursday night. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host in the chair, Geordie Pake. Jordy, how are you? I'm fantastic. Still coming off of a 72-point win, man. Like, I'm ready for Sunday. Let's smash Sturt at their home ground. That's exactly what we want to hear. Hookie's not joining us tonight, but he did have an interview that he, uh, that he got uh, earlier on in the week, so we'll play mm. that for you shortly. Hey, Jordy, first, since Hookie's not here, mm. what we're going to do is we're opening up the text lines here tonight, so you can text in if you would like to and ask us a question on 0427 154156. That's 0427 154156. Send a question in. We'll try and get to it through the show, probably in the second half of the show. Hey, Jordy, just quickly, the SANFL has come out and announced the state combine invitees, mm. and a couple of legs have got through. One of our favourites, big Cindy Crawford. Very exciting. He's, like, if someone picks him up at his age, his body's only going to get bigger, he'll become stronger, they'll make him the exact player a club wants. He's been very good in the reserves, 433 yeah. hitouts, number one in the reserves comp for hitouts. Um, he's averaging 14 or 15 touches, six clearances. The next best in the hitouts, I'll put this mm-hmm. to you, 320 hitouts, the next best. Like That's just a dominant performance. That is huge. Probably unlucky he hasn't played seniors, you reckon? Yeah, like, to be honest, he probably should be in our side, um, but... You know, we've been a little bit hickledy-pickledy this season. Certainly have. <laughs> Another one, Cole Gerloff, our mate, Barnaby's mate, so Hookie yes. calls him. Fifth in the comp for tackles, he got invited also, mm-hmm. and that's to match that's the AFL Combine invitees being Dylan Stevens and Cam Tahini. Now, speaking of some of those names, Geordie, as always, thanks to Coopers, you have the teams for us for this week. I do. So we've listed 24 as we play Sunday at 1.40 down at Peter Motley Oval. Um, so down back you got Shentz, Georgie and Bode. So exciting. He's back. He's he, back. Big bad Bode dog is back. And was there any way we could stop him when we played the double blues? No, he, I didn't think so. He would run out even if he wasn't listed. Uh halfbacks you got Wilkins, Talia, McKenzie. Uh, centres, you've got Hamilton, Panos and Barry. Hamilton actually did pretty good against North and I was really impressed. Um you got Nunny. Daw and Richards, uh, half forwards, forwards. You've got Gerloff, you've got Johnson, uh, Griggy. Um, then followers, you've got my favourite player of 2019, fast becoming my favourite Nord player of the modern era, uh, Sam Balderstone there. You've got Peter Bampton, uh, Stevens, and then you've got Zachy Richards. 
What are we going to do this week? Oh, we, I, I might have no to make ben. something up so by we the end just, of the like, show. Gently clap in the background <laughs> Surely. for Zachy. Um, then you got Zeus there as well. You got Buckham and Bauer. So there's probably not going to be all those blokes in that. Yeah, team. it should be interesting. I think Bodie and Smart will play. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the unlucky ones being um, Buckham and Bauer. I would have thought because yeah. uh, with Tahini coming out, um, playing school football there for Ross Trevor in the intercol, mm-hmm. I would have thought they'd play another Ford being Zust, and uh, obviously with Ball coming out with a bit of a sore back and and you know have to fit the skipper back in as always. Always. Um, he's gone back and proved his match fitness. He can run games out with that ankle. Mm-hmm. Um, he I would have great in the twos. He certainly. He did kicked a goal. Had yeah. tw- had twenty odd. Yeah, it was really exciting. It was, it, it was, and it's it's good for him to go back and get that fitness mm-hmm. because he's been playing all year injured, and he yes. had to do that because we had seven or eight out. Mm-hmm. So a bit unlucky, but uh, yeah, Tahini missing. Yeah. yeah, school footy. Your quick thoughts. Look, I don't like it. Um, I've never really understood why SANFL players have to play school footy in front of playing league footy. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. But you know, I suppose AFL might have something to do with that. If they're getting looked at, they might be there for recruiters and whatever. Yeah, one thing too is probably scholarships. I yeah, think if they've got scholarships that, well. that they do have to play, but we've seen it in the past. So we were talking off air before mm-hmm. some players. You know, I think Montfrey's played uh, Intercole. Another player um, in the past, Sean Rusling, I remember mm. did that. Never played league football in Westminster, got him to play Intercole for them and uh, then got drafted, played two senior games to Williamstown and then obviously played for Collingwood. Mm. Hey, Hookie's not here. Yes. But... What he did do, and he did it well for us, is a week or two ago, he went and caught up with the head of football, the man himself, the uh, he got him. the male model from Mudgee, Mr. Mark <laughs> Ross, um, and he caught him for an interview, and he did the shoot the breeze thanks to Climate Air interview uh, with Mark Ross, and this is Hookie with Mark Ross. Mark Ross, you've got so many different roles to play, I'm sure, as football manager, in particular in recruiting. When does that start? When do you have to start focusing on recruiting for 2020? November 29 last year. It's, it's an ongoing process. Something, I mean, we all call it list management these days, so you're constantly going over your list throughout the year with, you know, in conjunction with the coach and, and our CEO and, and even our talent manager. So there's a balance to it in regards to what you have coming through your juniors in that particular year and who can play some roles in your senior team this year, e.g. a Tahini or a Stevens, versus what you don't have and what you think you're going to need. So look, in answer to your question, Benny, it's, it's, it's ongoing all the time. But this is the time of the year we really probably start to crank it up a little bit more in, in regards to really narrowing down, yep, we do need that, we do need this. Oh no, we're pretty well covered in those areas. You talk about needs-based, and I can understand that's important, but how much do you just sort of focus on who is the best bloke available? Because sometimes... You may need a Ruckman, but there might not be one around. Yeah, look, it, it can happen. Sometimes you get a knock at the door because someone knows someone and they say, such and such wants to come to your footy club and he's an A+. You know, and you think, well, we can't say no to that. Sometimes it might become you need a little bit more leadership around the group if someone's retiring that is of a more mature age. Or, you know, so there's, there's all these different areas. We're predominantly a needs-based, though. We honestly are. We go, our specific number one goal is, OK, what do we need? And it might not even be, do we need them that year, but we know we're going to need them the year after. What do you think you're going to lose this year in the draft? Because I would argue that you've got two or three that are probably up the front of the queue. Yeah, I'll probably mention two already. So Dylan Stevens and Cam Tahini are, from probably our perspective, no-brainers. They'll, they'll be drafted, it's just where. But other than those two at the moment, it's probably a little bit more up in the air. I mean, someone like a Matty Nunn, who's been pretty consistent as a mature age player this year when he has played, could be somebody else the AFL clubs might have a look at as well. But certainly the, the, the first two, uh, yeah, we're pretty confident they'll get drafted. So on that basis, and when you are recruiting, are you conscious that a guy 
maybe back in your club for one year or even half a year now with the mid-season draft and then he's back into the AFL? It's always in the back of your mind. There's a little bit of research that goes into that as well. I mean, there's some players that we've looked at recruiting in the past that we've heard would probably get redrafted sooner rather than later or even this year might have got picked up in the mid-year draft or pre-season draft. And we probably stayed away from them a little bit based on the information we were able to gather. I mean, the advantage we have at the Nord, I believe, a little bit, and every club's got different strengths and weaknesses, is myself and James Fantasia worked in the industry for a long period of time in recruiting, and we made a lot of contacts around that area, and they're still in the game. So quite often you can talk to them, and if you're friends with them or, or, or they're strong colleagues, and they'll give you a little bit of information about, hey, look, you know, you might like that bloke, but I'm telling you, if he has half a good year, he's going to be picked up in the pre-season or mid-season draft. Yeah. So you can find that. It's never a... 100% guarantee, so sometimes it's a bit of a punt in the field. I mean, this time last year, we would have been guaranteed that Mitchie Group was going to get drafted. So you just, sometimes you just don't know. One of the big favourites at Redlegs Radio is uh, Big Cindy Crawford, who you picked up from Mount Burr. <laughs> and uh, hasn't had an opportunity yet, but I reckon he's banging on the door. And uh, do we expect to see him playing in the next couple of weeks? He's, he's certainly knocking down the door in regards to his form. He probably needs something to happen with a bowler's injury-wise. Can you carry, can he play forward and in ruck? Well, only the coaches can answer that. So all, all my job is to find them some talent and get him playing here at Nord. And, and look, Crawford's one that we actually been trying to get down for a couple of years. Credit to him, he, he decided that the best thing for him to do was finish his apprenticeship at home, he felt a little bit of an obligation too to the, the bloke that took him on for the work to, to finish that apprenticeship with him, and I reckon that shows a fair bit of character. In answer to your question, he's around the mark, but does that mean he'll get a game in the back end of the year? That might depend a little bit on injury, or who is or isn't playing well. So one of Brady or Balder certainly would need not to be playing for him to play. Is there a bit of an art to finding those hidden gems around the local league and the country leagues? Things that come from outside the football club locally gen generally comes because Gary McIntosh will ring us and say there's someone at Payne I think you should have a look at or we've got some people that are in the country that are going, hey, I'm a Nord supporter and I saw this kid playing on the weekend. And, and then that's up to us then to send people out to watch them play or go and have a look ourselves. Last thing I want to ask you about is the redevelopment and uh, for those who are listening in they can probably hear in the background that it is a dead, dead set construction zone here. Is that more challenging for you at the moment? And the second part of that question, are you excited when this is all finished and you've got a really modern facility? Probably more affects coaches, players in particular. And what I mean by that is I haven't heard any complaining about it at all. They're excited about the prospect of what's going to be when they go into the 2020 season. You can actually see it building in front of you as they come in. I mean, the players are here five days a week, sometimes six. They actually get to see day by day the progression. So do the coaches. So we're really, really excited about all that. Where it becomes a little bit of a hassle is, yeah, is the noise or it is the, the being able to concentrate because there's a lot going on in the background. They're, they're silly little things, but they're not things that matter. I think the only thing you lose when you're trying to run a football club through Bianco huts and part-time showers and toilets is, is the camaraderie of wanting to stick around those areas as long as you would when it's your own locker, your own ice bath, your own shower. A lot of good stuff and a lot of rubbish gets spoken about in those times. When you don't have them here, you probably tend to look to, oh, I'll go home, right? especially on training nights and let's just get home and have a shower there rather than hang around. So you could lose a little bit of camaraderie there, but that, that's, that's basically it. But as I said, playing group have been wonderful. They've accepted it and they're really, really looking forward to what's going to come in the future. And we talked about recruiting before. What better way to walk a potential player through Nord Oval at the moment saying this is, this is what we're building? 
Mark Ross with our co-host in Ben Hook there with yes. the Climate Air interview, the shoot, the breeze. Good, wasn't it, Geordie? It was great. Hooky on the run. It was awesome. Don't forget, text us in on 0427154156. Ask, ask us a question. This is Miles Fitzner and Geordie Pake here on 1629 SEN, SENSA on Redlegs Radio. Thanks to Paradise Motors Mazda and Climate Air. Red Legs Radio for Climate Air Conditioning and Paradise Motors Mazda. Welcome back to Red Legs Radio. Thanks to Paradise Motors Mazda and Climate Air. Miles Fitzner and Geordie Pake in the yeah. chair with you tonight. Uh, just a little correction. Our text number was up on the wall here a little bit different. <laughs> if you've been trying to text in, there's an upgrade. 0427-154-166. That's 0427-154-166. We do this every week. We pose a question out there. The Paradise Poser, thanks to Paradise Mazda. Out of the following, what's your favourite Norwood Football Club Premiership? 1978, 1984, 1997 and 2014. Just before we get our co-host on the phone, Mr. Ben Hook. Geordie Pake, your thoughts on this quickly, and then we'll ask Hookie, because he'd be the only one that would remember 84 and 97, (laughs) I reckon. Look, they're great flags. Uh, I was four months old at 97. We won by uh, 73 points sorry, to Port. But my favourite was 2014, the four-point win against Port Adelaide. First year the AFL invaded our competition. Um, And I needed that flag on a personal level, was going through so much crap real life, and I needed my footy club to save me, and they did. That's what we're after. 40% saying 84, 14% 1978, 20% 1997, and 26 saying 14. Obviously, 2014 was the three in a row. 97 was mm-hmm. the 73-point win over Port Adelaide. 84 was to come from fifth yes. and beat Port. But we're going to ask someone that probably remembers the 84 and the 97. Ben Hook on the line. You there, Hookie? I remember the 78, guys. That's, uh, that's how older than you two I am. Yeah. Uh, hey, look, look uh, doing a great job of the show in my absence. Um, in fact, I don't know if... I'll, I'll get, I'm going to get the don't come next Thursday. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rolling have, out beautifully. I wouldn't have thought, Hooky, hey. I, I, mate, you're the, uh, you're the anchor here. Roach has, uh, <laughs> Roach has just put up on the wall here. 1957, he reckons, was the Norwood's best premiership. So, Roach, uh, what well, about you, Hooky? Which one, which one for you? I would toss up between. Uh, well, look, seventy five was really important <laughs> for the club because it, it, it broke a twenty five year drought, and that was mm. uh, a cracking game where they got over the bays, uh, coached by Neil Curley. And I know Neil Curley to this day regrets a couple of the mistakes he made there. So that was a big one for the club. Um, seventy eight uh, just had no right to win it. Twenty nine points down at three quarter time, uh, got over the line and won by a point. And I remember interviewing John Wynn uh, some years back, who still to this day tells the story that his only regret in the 78 Premiership, was that Norwood couldn't win it by half a point because that would have upset the Sturt people even more. Um, but I've probably got to lean on 84, to be honest, because, again, you know, a club that had no right to win it, Port Adelaide were the outright favourites right throughout that year, and Norwood coming from fifth, they had a stop start year under Neil Barman, uh, really turned it on, uh, incredible final series. The Keith Thomas mark, we all remember, Michael A streaming down the outer wing. That was an outstanding game of football in that in that incredible era, that mid-'80s Sandful football was just outstanding, guys. And uh, Port Adelaide to get up, sorry, I beg your pardon, Norwood to get up over Port Adelaide by four points coming from fifth. Um, that's probably the one for me that I would put the asterisk, asterisk alongside and say that was a real standout. I'll put this to Geordie first, then you, Hooky. Mm-hmm. Um, 
The come from fifth, beating Port in a standout side. Glenelg, obviously, the standout side this year. Um, had the draw with North last week, four goals, 15 apiece, which makes them look beatable. Geordie, you first, their new hookie. Is this year shaping up like a 1984? There's a standout side. We're going to finish fourth or fifth. We've got the list to do it. Is it one of those years? Look, um, I hope it is. The mentality may get in the way. Sometimes we lack confidence. Um, but I believe in our football club no matter what, so I'm the worst person to ask. Hookie, your thoughts? Win this this week, and I really think with the way the draw falls, uh, I, I, I'm actually pretty confident that Norwell will end up in a qualifying final. Mm. It will play Port Adelaide next week, so um, th- there's going to obviously be a loss there. Our percentage is, is a bit of a concern, but I just reckon if we can get over Sturt, we can win our last three, and it'll be a lovely run into finals. So, but, you, you, Miles, your point is exactly right. Um there is no doubt in my mind that uh, any of the top five sides can win it this year. And I spoke to Jared about this two weeks ago. This was sort of at the, at, not so much at rock bottom, just when we were coming out the other side, we had that terrible run of four straight losses. And mm-hmm. he was very much of the belief that uh, if you can just get a spot and get in healthy, then you're always a chance. It doesn't matter where, you, where you're coming from. They've had a lot of rest. There's been another split round. So it's not like they're playing 14 straight weeks of footy. They'll be pretty fresh. They're healthy. They've had a lot of guys who've missed some football and are just going to come back into peak form. Of course, Jace Bowe back into the side, as Geordie uh, told us with the teams, thanks to Coopers. So, uh, yeah, Nor would go into this final series, even if they do have to go through an elimination, as healthy and is as good a form as anyone. And it would not surprise me if the team... Arguably, Norwood came from fourth or fifth and won it. Hooky, your insights are valuable as always, and it's good to hear your sweet dulcet tones. Thanks for ringing in and thanks for joining us, Matt. Always a pleasure, mate. Thanks, Hooky. Ben Hook calling in there. We can't keep him out of the chair and uh, we miss our co host, so we'll see him back as soon as we can. We're now going to move on. Or oh, just quickly after that, Greg, uh, Greg Herbert tweeted in, uh, tweeted in saying uh, asking the best premiership is like asking which of his children is his favourite. Also, Yes. We've had a text come in. Had players that were mates in 2012, Zorba as captain, Turlo got the Odie, and Gags finally got one. Cheers, Festa. So Festa's texted in. Cheers. He's invaded the show he yet again. He certainly has. He's invaded the show. <laughs> we now move on to the Veolia match preview. We play Sturt at yes. 140 at Peter Motley Oval. The match preview. Now, Geordie, I want your mm-hmm. thoughts on this game. Huge game. Massive. S- skipper back in. Mm-hmm. Mate, uh, what do you think? What, what, what's going to happen? I, I want Look, a couple of, uh, maybe a couple of insights of how they think the boys are going to play because we'll, we'll get your bake shortly. You but okay? uh, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> Sorry. Um, but it's okay, a single hosted show now. Um, so I think we should get the win, um, running off the momentum of the two that we had. Um, we've got the side two win. Any Norwood person knows that once Brody puts on that red and blue and is going against Sturt, he's out for blood and he's dominant. Um, so, yeah, I really do genuinely think we'll win. Last time we played them at Peter Motley Oval was the miracle on Unley Road where we just went ballistic in the last quarter and it was like a dream sequence. So hopefully that happens again. Certainly was. I just had a bit of a moment there. I only flew in 15 minutes before this show and it <laughs> feels like I swallowed something on the plane. It was that rough coming in. Geordie, a couple of interesting matchups. Battersby and Calhoun have got hold of us a few times mm-hmm. last time we played. And Mark Evans kicked six um, the other yeah. week to us in good nick. Georgie, I love Evo. Georgie's <laughs> probably going to go to him. He's a great guy, Evo. Yeah. Probably not well liked as much at Nord anymore, but great no, guy, Mark I Evans. <laughs> um, Sturt are also the best defensive side in the comp. They're the lowest yes. points against side in the competition. Their defences hold up and our forward line's probably our weakness too. Absolutely. Um, do you see it as a high-scoring match? 
Um, I don't. It's going to be 13 degrees rain, so pretty much what we've had today. I see it as a really low-scoring, gritty footy game. Um, you know, I like wet weather footy. I enjoy it. You know, the bodies get hit harder. You go into that mud and you don't come back up. So hopefully it's a great game, but, yeah, low-scoring. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. The weather, I had a quick look at the forecast Um Certainly when I turned my phone on after getting off that uh, that washing machine that I came in on just before. Um, no rain forecast, but very cold. 12 or 13 degrees yeah. out there at Unley Oval. I'm interested to see if uh, Balderstone can get hold of a couple of sort of inexperienced ruckmen out there. I hope he can. Um, also interested to see whether or not... Um, you know, you see the Kirkwood, Colquhoun, Battersby show, and they, if they all sort of get 25 or 30 plus, I think we're in a little bit of strife. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I reckon, I'm going to have a little prediction. I reckon it's one of those days, the Matty Nun, it's a real nunny sort of a day. Cold, a little bit slippery, bit in and under. It um, and you, it's a milestone game for him too, so, you know, why not show off when it's your 50th game? Certainly is. Congratulations to Matty Nunn on his 50th game. He's one of her favourites. We've been waiting for him to come in on the show. I want him in, but I think we need an hour extended just to get the lip. It's, it's certainly good. We might get a recording or get him in on the show. Uh, quickly, Geordie, your tip. Oh, Norwood. By how much? Oh, let's go one point. What? Yeah. You're Why kidding? Because it's always fun beating Sturt by one point. Because even though I wasn't alive, 78, oh. we've always got that. You normally say 60, 70 every week. Uh, I'm going to go <laughs> yeah, Norwood by three goals for me. Norwood by 18. Mm-hmm. Now, the yeah. one segment we always wait for. Ooh, strap in. Now, we're going to call it this week. It's a Barossa Boy Bake because we don't have the it Barossa is. Boy of the Week. So, Trent Burge, thank you. The Barossa Boy Bake Bake. Geordie, what do you have for us? Well, actually, this week I've got the Barossa Boy Bake Cake, because oh, hang on, the flames are on. Well, it's the a, cakes are baking. It's a it's it's a burnt cake. It's, <laughs> it is. You throw that cake at the dog and it knock it out. I reckon it'll be that hard. Look, after Sunday's performance, it might become a burnt cake. Um, but I'm stoked. Seventy-two point win. We were dominant in the resies. Had a great game. Showed that our young boys and our talent that will come up. A lot of players that will fill the void of people that move on and potentially retire next year are looking fit in great form. We won by 72 points against North Adelaide. We posted that, yeah, they're the reigning premiers, but they've had a terrible season, so I don't rate it. But we won, so it's the Pake Cake. Yay! With the Pake Cake, courtesy of the Barossa Boy Bake Cake. They all rhyme, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we just had another text come in. Who do Norwood play in the first final? Sturt for mine. I think they play in the first final. Yeah. You, Geordie? I reckon Sturt. It would make sense to play Sturt. Thanks for joining us here on Red Legs Radio, courtesy of Paradise Motors Mazda and Climate Air and Solar. Don't forget the match on Sunday, 1.40, down at Peter Motley Oval against Sturt. The skipper back in the side. Yes. Ed Smart back in the side. Should be a great day. See you down there at Peter Motley on Sunday. Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Tyre Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit tyrepower.com.au now.